What is up, my friends? We are here on another episode of Level After Next podcast, where every week we're going to be your accountability. We're going to give you the inspiration. We're going to hopefully make you laugh a little bit. And at the end, you're going to have every desire to go forth and slay. So let's do this. What is up, my friends? Welcome back to the Level After Next podcast. I'm so happy that you are here. I'm so happy to be here. I am. I love doing this. I really do. I hope I get to keep doing it. I hope that it brings something positive to you when you listen. And if that's true for just one person, that's enough for me. So I have been putting off this podcast today and now I'm short on time, which is what I love to do. That's what ADHDers do all the time. They put things off, even if it's something they're excited to do until there's really no time to do it. And then we excel. I'm not saying I'm going to excel in this podcast. What I am saying is that I've been putting it off today, despite the fact that I've been really excited to talk about this, not in like the happy, excited sense, just in the I really understand a lot around this topic kind of sense. And I know that there are many people that this will speak to. So maybe it's not you, but I promise there's going to be some tools in here today that will help you. And I hope that if you ever come across somebody, whether they're in your business with you or just a good friend that you feel could use the information in this podcast, that you'll share it with them. And so we're just going to get right into it because if I don't, my kids are going to come home from school and ruin everything. So today what I want to talk about is going through shit times, all right? It's clear that it's important for a number of reasons, but here's the thing. If you are growing a business, if you are just trying to level up in any way, shape, or form, whether it be mindset or otherwise, we come across times in our life that suck so bad. And most of the time, they blindside us, or sometimes they blindside us and then Two years later, you find yourself grieving all over again. And I have some incredible professionals coming in because I do talk about mental health. And the reason is because we all have brains and we all have experiences and mental health goes hand in hand with any kind of success that you want to have in your life, any kind of quality of life that you want to have. You can build the most successful business in the world, but if you're not okay and emotionally, it's not going to matter. And I don't have to list the examples of that because in media and movies and music and business, we see all the time examples of people who we feel have succeeded falling apart. And unfortunately, most of us have experienced this. My mom lost close to her who took her own life and it was a really confusing thing for her. And unfortunately, I do have some insight into depression and mental health. Thankfully, never to that extreme. But today, what I want to talk about is really getting through those toughest moments, whether they're situational, whether it's clinical depression Or guess what, you guys? Situational depression is a thing. A situation can become so difficult, so overwhelming that it makes you depressed to the point that, yeah, medication might be the answer for you. But before we go there, I will put that plug at the end. I'm not suggesting everybody go on medication, but there is a time where it's definitely something that I believe 
it needs to be considered. So getting through those hard times when you feel hopeless, scared, sad, and completely out of control. If you've never been in this place, oh my God, I'm so, so glad for that for you. If you've been in this place, but you don't feel your life warrants it, I want you to take that away. It's not a comparison game. And uh, we all come across this. Sometimes it has to do with debt. Sometimes it has to do with relationships. Sometimes it's a sick, sometimes it's a divorce. Sometimes it's a loss of that you love. And sometimes it's just there and we don't know why. So here's the thing. The first way that I started to really research what I was going to talk about on this episode was I Googled how to get out of crisis mode or what to do when you feel helpless. I Googled all these things. You guys don't do it. The things that are listed are such bullshit. They're so annoying. They're so freaking annoying. It's like, hold on, I'm going to look at some of them real quick. It's just, it's so annoying. Bring attention to each moment. Ground yourself. Tidy up your mind. Go through each of your senses. Look, okay, I am not discrediting these ways of coping, these coping mechanisms. I'm really not. But it's if you've ever been in that place where you are laying in bed and just wanting to no longer exist. Not, I'm not saying, yeah, I'm using myself as an example here. I was at a point years ago where I was so depressed I didn't want to kill myself. I loved my children. I could never leave them. I felt so out of control. I felt so broken over what was happening in my life that I had no control over. That was nothing what I wanted it to be or what I deserved or what anybody would want or deserve. And I just couldn't feel anything other than hurt and pain and despair despite having good things in my life, despite having loving parents and family, despite having beautiful, healthy children. And that's not going to make sense for some people. And I am thankful for that. But for some people, it's going to make a lot of sense. And at some point, you may find yourself in a situation. So I want to give you some actual tools (laughs) to help you get through it because things happen in life. and we can give up on the dream, on the business, on the goals. It can feel the easier thing to do. But what I really encourage you to do is work through these feelings and moments. And as always, I am a strong advocate for finding a therapist. And again, I'm going to touch on this, but listen, nobody is above getting help. And it's not even getting help. Nobody is above talking to somebody about how to grow and be better. Therapy is magical. And if you don't think you need it, that probably means that you do. (laughs) We have things that we've all gone through. And recently I did a Facebook Live, which yeah, can you believe it? I'm still on Facebook. That's how old I am. I am still on Facebook. I have a beautiful network of people there. And I was going live to talk about something that essentially I left my previous company. And since I left, I've been doing great. My business is going wonderfully. I'm getting to build my clients outside of my business. I'm getting to grow and build apps and work with companies and work with brands and individuals growing their own businesses. 
in any direction. It's really great, but there's this thing that happens where people just talk. Oh my gosh, they say some of the most ridiculous things. And and I had heard all of a sudden a bunch of these comments and I was told that you were lying from corporate, all this stuff. It just all came at me. And so I was, you know what? I'm not going to just sit back and let this happen to me. I'm just going to stand up for myself. I don't need to throw anybody under the bus. I don't need to make anybody feel bad. But there's a point where am I not being assertive because I don't want to cause waves? Am I not standing up for myself? I think I'm going to do that. And so I did. And in doing that, I gave some background while lies and things being said about me and untruths really affect me. And it's because of things that have happened in my past, very core moments and events that have happened in my past. Long story short, I cried through the entire life. I cried through the whole thing. I was hysterical. I didn't. I haven't even cried in so long. I didn't even know I could do that, but I just kept going. And it was really healing. It was embarrassing, but it also was good for a lot of people. And I'm really glad that I did it on Facebook rather than in a podcast because that would be a horrible podcast to have to listen to. <laughs> just me sniffling and crying the whole time. Okay. So I had a friend reach out and say, I'm not okay. And I know that feeling. I also know how hard it is to send that text. Again, this later in my talk, but I'm going to say it right now. If you can't do the search to find a therapist, if you're feeling this way at some point, send that text to somebody who cares. And the right ones will at least get on the phone with you. Luckily, this friend and I have been through a lot together and we've seen each other in this position and felt this way and understand it. And so we were able to hold space. I was able to hold space for her and understand just how hard it is to feel completely out of control of your situation, to feel this isn't supposed to be how everything was supposed to be. It is not fun. And then to know that you have to be the best mom that you can be, even though you're falling apart, and to know that you have to figure out what's for dinner, to know that you have to figure out how to continue moving your business forward through these feelings and this hurt and this fear and this desperation. And um, it is not easy, but it is possible. And I'm not going to lie, antidepressants and lots of therapy, because just a few years later, I was in the same situation and I still felt just as hurt by what was happening, but I had hope. And that came through a lot of work. And that is a bigger conversation. (laughs) That's a much bigger conversation. But I said that came through a lot of work that came from me being dedicated to my own mental health and wellness and realizing that there's always hope as long as I'm willing to keep going. And They say that kids are only as healthy as their healthiest parent, and I continue to go to therapy and continue to take care of myself so that I can be as healthy as possible, so that they can be as healthy as possible. Okay, so now we're going to get into it. Don't Google how to get through this desperate, horrible time, okay? They're just such ridiculous and stupid things that are too hard to even consider when all you want to do is hide. 
That said, these might seem that, but I believe that these suggestions are at least a little bit more helpful. On one of my worst days, I made a call to someone who I actually didn't know very well at the time. She's been on my podcast. Her name's Andrea Gebhardt. And it was a desperate call based on the very little that I knew of her and the fact that I just had a soul connection with her and knew that she wouldn't hang up on me. And she had to go because she had an appointment. But the first thing she said to me was, Katie, grab a piece of paper and a pen. And I was sitting in my car. And she said, write down right now, write down everything you know to be true about yourself. Every single thing, every attribute that you know to be true about yourself, write it all down. And I still have this. It was an envelope. It was a bill. I don't even know if I've opened the bill. (laughs) I still have this envelope because it was so powerful and it was such a small suggestion but it let me get through that moment so that I could figure out what I could do next. And I remind her of it and thank her for it all the time. And every time I come across that envelope, which I keep, it's just really meaningful. It's meaningful that she was willing to be there for me and throughout that day. Anyways, so we're going to go on to some other really great suggestions. So again, Not all of these are going to be all that easy, but it's good to practice. And have you ever been giving a best friend advice when they're in some form of crisis and (laughs) known full well that you are the biggest hypocrite in the world? (laughs) It's I'm always, I know this is pot calling the kettle black, but I also know this is good stuff. What I'm telling you is true. It's right. It's good. I know that this could be a hard thing, but it helps to change your perspective. Pretend it is your child, your best friend, your sister, your brother. Just change that perspective for a minute and write down what you would say to them. It's going to suck. It's going to suck because it's going to be hard. But you need to treat yourself. You treat everybody that you love And if you can pull yourself out enough to do that, I'm not saying it's going to change everything in that instant, but I promise you this is going to be a tool. It's going to be a tool that you not only utilize in moments of crisis, but that you utilize throughout your life. You'll start talking to yourself, a friend, and giving yourself great advice and growing through it. Write it down because you might not want to think about it. Write it down because you might just want to close that journal and move on and come back to it later. But write it down. What would you say to somebody else who is feeling exactly the same way you are right now? And my guess is that you would tell them that you knew they were going to get through it. That you knew that if they just keep going, they're going to be stronger at the end of this. That you knew that there was some kind of lesson, even though this is so shitty and so awful and it's not fair and they have every right to feel the way that they're feeling. But if they just keep going, if they could just see what in them, if they understood the future that you can imagine for them, that they would be willing to just stick with it. 
change your perspective, write it down. If you have to put it in a corner and come back to read it later, I promise you're going to be really proud of yourself. Okay, next, I'm going to tell you to embrace your emotions. And I hope to God that you have somebody in your life who can hold space for your emotions and validate you. Listen, if somebody else, if you're the person listening to this who has never had anything this, has never felt this way, again, I'm that does not make me anything. It makes me really happy for you. But I know that you're probably going to come across others who are experiencing something like this, whether they've lost somebody or they find themselves in debt, lose a job, something unexpected happens. And I hope that you are willing to hold space for them. I hope that you are willing to hear them. It is not helpful to fix somebody's problem. You're like, you just said to, to tell ourselves that everything was going to be okay. No, I didn't say that. I said to tell yourself what you would tell your child. And I hope that you also will hold space for your children and your best friend. Hold space for yourself as well, because it is okay to feel broken and sad. So many situations completely, it makes complete sense to feel helpless and broken and heartbroken and scared and all of those things. And those emotions, they're important because guess what? If you put them aside, they will come back and haunt you. I promise at times where you don't expect, they'll come back a year later when you're trying to have a great holiday season and suddenly it just hurts more than it ever has before because you never felt those emotions. You never worked through them and you never gave yourself the space to feel. And a lot of times that happens because we shut down. Our brains are amazing, man. They just protect us. But that's survival. That's not growth. That's survival. That's your brain doing something to help you survive and to heal. You have to feel those things. So you let yourself feel the emotions. You let yourself feel the sadness, the frustration, the grief. Again, a therapist is going to be a great person to help you through this and to validate your feelings and to hold space for you and then help you move through them. But if you're a friend of somebody in this place, I beg of you not to try and fix their problem, not to try and tell them it could be worse, not to try and compare a situation that you had. Validate them. Tell them that you're there for them. And if you have advice, ask them if you can give it first. Because sometimes, come on, you know what I'm saying here. Sometimes when you call someone, whether it's your mom or your husband or your best friend who has just all the advice in the world and all you want to do is vent, all you want to do is cry, you know that you're going to get through whatever this is. You'll figure it out. You know that you're in a mood and you're just wanting to go off and they're like, well, you shut up. Or what if you, or sometimes you're this and you're just, oh my God, I was not, I don't want that. Ask people permission before you offer them advice. It'll make a difference. It'll open up their mind. They'll be ready to hear it. And maybe they will be willing to be honest enough to say, I really just don't right now. I just want to feel this. And then I promise I'll call you back when I'm ready to either hear your advice or when I've gotten to a better place. This is not my favorite one because I am not good at it, but meditation can be helpful. (laughs) Do you know how I said that? That's exactly how I feel about it. I'm so bad at meditating, you guys. It's my goal to get better at it. I know that it is a beautiful practice. It can help a lot. 
I have looked up some great potential places to start. If you are really good at meditation, if you've got some great guided meditation, please send it my way. Listen, if it's, I just, my brain goes everywhere. I don't know how to quiet it. So I'm working on that. But there are some great guided meditations out there. And another huge tool, the only thing I am good at in in meditation is breathing. And um, I've always done square breathing, which is where you take a deep breath in through your nose for four seconds, hold it for four seconds, and then let it out for four seconds. But what I've learned, and that will lower your heart rate, but what I've learned is even better for anxiety and stress is to take that big, deep breath and then slowly, as slowly as you can, let it out through your mouth. And this is just going to help you self-regulate. Again, it's going to slow your heart rate down. You're focusing on slow exhalation, and there's probably a lot more biological things that occur during that I did not look up, nor do I know, but I know that it works. So it's the first thing I do. I had a therapist who said, hey, what's your coping mechanism when you're in a state of anxiety? And I was, I just sat there and he took a deep breath. Did you take one with me? And I took one too, because it's really hard not to when somebody does that. And that's what I use with my kids. I can tell them, hey, take a deep breath. But when I take a deep breath, they'll take one with me. And so again, this is a coping tool that you can use for yourself, but it's also really great when you're helping somebody else. Oxygen helps our brains function better. It's as simple as that. So your first line of defense, sometimes it's the best thing, it's the only thing you can do is just focus on your breath. And that's meditation for me at this point. (laughs) That's as far as I get. I also use tapping and I do love tapping. I use it with my children as well. And I can say that it is a beautiful practice. And if you want a really short tutorial, you can go to my Instagram and it's pinned at the top because I just think it's such a cool technique for helping to lower anxiety and calm the mind. Okay. That's so annoying. Betsy, no. She's totally going to poop somewhere. Okay. Next up, letting go of the need for control. It's not easy, but sometimes you just really have to let yourself off the hook. I cannot control this situation. I can control my breaths. That's what I can control right now. It's really crappy to feel out of control of what can feel everything in some moments. Stop moving. My animals are chasing each other around the house. I found this really incredible article a while back, and it was his experience with going to a therapist. And the therapist, this person was in a high state of anxiety, was very depressed, was overwhelmed. And the therapist said, what is it? What is it in this moment that is giving you the most amount of anxiety? And Again, if you've been in this kind of situation, if you've been in this anxiety, depression, you know what this is. The person said, the dishes, the dishes. There's a stack of dishes and I only half emptied the dishwasher and 
I just can't bring myself. It's just this little task, but it was everything else was so overwhelming. And there's clearly something bigger that is causing this kind of distress. But the dishes got pinpointed. This happens all the time. And if you, if, if you work on these things, you'll notice it. Right now, my desk is driving me insane. And I get exactly what this person is talking about with the dishes. And the therapist said, just wash the dishes twice. Just wash them again. Just throw the other ones in. Wash them four times if you have to. You're an adult. There's no real rules. Be good to other people. Be good to yourself. And you know what? If you have to lay down and take a nap, you take a nap. If you have to wash the dishes twice, wash them twice. If you left the clothes in the washing machine three days, wash them again. And God, wash them again after that. Whatever, fluff them so that you don't have to dry them. There aren't any rules. And if anybody makes you feel bad for that, then please just read my mind right now, okay? It's important for you to take care of yourself. And you can let yourself off the hook for things. And it's hard to do. It's really hard to do. I had so much anxiety. It was my son's birthday. We were, we just had so much going on. I just had a trip I was leaving for and I had Bunko. And I want to go to Bunko. I love Bunko. But I just remember being at Target and his birthday was the next day and I was going to have to come go to Bunko, come home, wrap all the presents, all this stuff. I wanted to see my friends, but when I really figured out what was causing me the most amount of anxiety in that moment, it was going to Bunko. And I was, damn it, I just don't, I can't go. I just can't go. And the second that I made that decision and I text my friends and I'm like, hey, I love you guys. I'm so sorry to bail last minute. It sucks. I know we hate when people do this, but I can't come. I just can't. And then I was, oh my gosh, wow. Okay, I'm pausing right now. You guys are going to have to cut this out. Hi! Oh my gosh. Okay, listen to me. I'm literally annoyed. You've been so annoying. Go, go with them. Go with your friends. Oh, stop it. Come on, I didn't have Thank you, guys. I love you. I'll be done in just 10 minutes, okay? This is what I get for doing what I do. Okay, so... You have to let yourself off the hook and you have to let go of some of that control. Hard times come with challenges and sometimes even the smallest things can be a challenge. Those challenges can be completely out of our control. And the harder that we try to control the outcome, the more stress you're putting on yourself. This is not easy. This is so hard. It's so hard to release the outcome. I'm still working through exactly this, but I have no actual control over it unless all I have control over is what I do every day, how I treat people, how I treat myself. And it will drive you crazy to try and control an outcome that you cannot control. Trying to find meaning and purpose is the next main topic. And You can just try and find small bits of meaning and purpose. Going downstairs, sitting with your kids, and watching a show. That is some powerful meaning and purpose. Talking with a friend, telling them that you love them. That's some meaning and some purpose. Doesn't mean that you have to find, figure out your purpose in life. Just small pieces of meaning and purpose that can hold you in that space 
that can hold you to the ground and remind you that there is good. There is good here. I know this is deep and rough. Nobody's immune to these situations. And it sounds I'm talking about something so extreme, but I'm not. This can happen over, I said, anything from losing a job to something really horrible happening in your community, losing a home in a house fire. All of it can cause these just terrifying and overwhelming feelings. Sometimes it's just a fight with your spouse. Just one little fight can have you feeling everything's out of control. All right, so this is going to be one of those uber annoying ones. And I'm going to tell you right now, I haven't been great at them. I know that when I work out in the morning, I am a healthier, better person. And I'm in a state right now where I'm, I just can't bring myself to do it. And my goal is to get back to it because I'm a much better person when I get at least some movement in my day. It doesn't have to be something that though. Maybe it's just scheduling coffee with a friend, scheduling a phone call with a friend, things that make you smile, make your heart feel better. Getting outside for 15 minutes, sitting in the backyard and letting your dog do zoomies all over for a few minutes just to make you smile, listening to music that you love. I love music. The happiest homes in the whole, in my entire life have music playing all the time. And I'm not going to say that I have the absolute happiest home, but I will tell you that I play music a lot and that it makes it a lot of fun. We have a lot of dance parties and it's really hard to hear a song that you love and stay angry. We know that healthy rituals are important to everything, right? And you probably have some that you do already. You brush your teeth in the morning. If you didn't, I look, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say if you, if sometimes you forget to brush your teeth, you're not the only one. Okay. <laughs> but we already ha- do this healthy ritual practice. Okay. So we have healthy rituals, but sometimes we need to step those up a little bit and they're going to help us get through the harder times. All right. And sometimes we're going to stray from them because it's that hard, but you'll know what they are. And when you know what they are, it's easier for you to get back to them. All right. Journaling. I got out of bed last night and I came and I sat in here on that chair with a blanket at night and journaled because I needed to. Talking with a friend, getting outside. You guys, for example, couples, right? One great ritual for couples, date night regularly. You have a ritualistic date night. (laughs) That sounds creepy. (laughs) That could probably be good for your marriage too. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) I'm sorry. I have all kinds of weird images going through my head right now. (laughs) I'm dying. Oh my God. If having a date night is a ritual in your marriage, you're probably doing all right. William Schroeder, co-founder of Just Mind Counseling in Austin, Texas, says basically what I've been saying this whole time. (laughs) He's quoting me beforehand. It's beneficial to notice what helps you get back on track. So if you're not in this kind of state, I guarantee starting to figure out what some what things are that make you feel even better. Recognizing what they do for you. Waking up early is one of them for me. It is not something that I love getting back into, but I do know that it is something that is good for me. I get more done. I have a clearer mind throughout the day. I get 
my exercise in. It doesn't feel it takes up time in my day. And I know what will make me feel better. It doesn't mean that I'm going to do it, but when I know it, it's okay. If I just take this one step, if I just do this one thing, and then those things will start to stack on top of each other. And it's just, it's going to help you. Having a healthy outlet. Maybe this is my healthy outlet. (laughs) Thanks guys. (laughs) Journaling is awesome. It can take some time to get into. It can feel juvenile, I think for some people, but I started writing in these little moleskin. I just buy them on Amazon. I probably have 30 of them. And a lot of them have work notes and everything. But then throughout that, you'll find sketches. Sometimes I just want to draw and sketch. That's something that really puts my mind at ease. Playing music is great for me. But you'll also, in these journals, come across journal entries. And some of them are rough. But I also think, God, how beautiful are these going to be to come across for my grandkids or my children when I'm old? Some of it might not be easy for them to hear, but that's okay too. And you don't have to write your journal for your kids to come across later. But I am very thankful that writing and journaling was something that I started to do. Look, those you write a journal, it doesn't matter what you say in it. You know, you can burn it when it's done if you want to, but there is no judgment. You're not writing a blog. You're writing a journal entry for yourself, and it's just to get everything out of your head, to say the things that need to be said, and maybe it'll help you formulate what you actually do need and want to say to somebody, or maybe it'll just be good enough to get it out of you. I can't tell you what's right or wrong there. Sometimes it's one or the other for me. But there's no judgment in journaling. And I promise it's an excellent tool. Just go freeform. You can follow prompts if you want to. You can go online. Journaling prompts. There's tons of journals on Amazon that you can get for prompts. But I highly suggest just whatever you're feeling. And it may just be great big scribbles of anger. Let it be that. Then if you have words, let them flow. Maybe it's just a whole bunch of words, how you're feeling. But listen. End it with what you know to be true about yourself, especially the good. And the last thing that I'm going to bring up again is therapy. And hopefully that will bring you to a point where you're able to look ahead. Because as I mentioned, I found myself in the same heartbreaking situation as I was three years later, but I had hope. A lot of that for me was through faith, which had grown greatly. For it is that ties you to this life, whether it's, I don't know, I don't know what your beliefs are, and I support anything that brings you joy and hope. Cling to that. Cling to it. Go back to it, even when it's hard and you feel you don't deserve what it can bring to you. Go back to it, cling to it. You will benefit from it. And the very hardest part about therapy, the very hardest part is making the phone call. And then you do it and all the fear dissipates. You do it and this big wave of relief hits you. 
because somebody's going to hear you. Somebody's going to understand you. And I don't know why it's so scary for us to admit that we need some help when there are actual professionals, tons and tons of them, who are their whole life's worth is in helping us feel better and feel validated and understand that we belong here and we're worth so much. Why is it scary to call them and ask them to do their job? (laughs) It's not. It shouldn't be, but it is. It is. And so if I can do one thing, And I can't tell you how often I do have people reach out to me and they talk to me and we go through all these different things. And if you don't know where to start with a therapist, there are a lot of different ways to find one online. And I'll link some of those down below. Another great thing to do is to talk to your doctor about finding a therapist. They can often recommend. If you don't feel comfortable with that, then ask a friend who you know has been in therapy. Listen, therapy is a really cool club. It's a really cool club. And I said this a long time ago, but it still begs to be repeated. The reason I love therapy, I used to say it's because we're all messed up and yay, we can admit it. That's awesome. Except for that's not it. It's because we're all proud of the fact that we are healing. I have nothing to hide. I am in no way, shape or form ashamed of the fact that I am there. I'm in therapy. I'm proud of it. I'm so proud of it. I recognize how difficult it is. And when I meet somebody else who is, oh yeah, my therapist, uh, I'm not, yeah, I messed up too. I'm, dude, you are my people. We understand. We are healing. We're trying to be better. That's what therapy is for. The hardest part is making the call. If you have to leave a message and you cry through the whole thing, that's okay. I've done a lot. I've done that a lot of times, a lot of times. All right. Sometimes you can send them an email. I've sent some doozies of emails. (laughs) Okay, so just to bring this all back around, I know that this was, it's a dark topic. It's a hard topic. It might not relate to every single person, but I feel it does because I feel everybody knows somebody who is struggling. All of us are going to go through a time where we do struggle. And I just wanted to make sure that you had something other than the Google results. (laughs) something a little bit more. And it doesn't mean that you have to do all every single one of these things, but I hope that at least one of them will get you on your way. And maybe I should have started with the deep breath and then you just put one thing next. Focus on your next best step because your dreams and your goals and your business and your Big, huge, exciting plans for happiness don't deserve to be crushed no matter what the situation is, no matter how out of control it is for you. I promise there is always some way out of it. And even though it can feel there is not, there is. There really is. But getting the help that you need is so important. And getting through that horrible moment And last but not least, try to get some people in your life who you can send that text to who at least hold space for you right there. I know that if I absolutely need to, I have a number of people that I can reach out to, but I'm also able to text my therapist. I have past therapists who I knew I I know I could text and be like, ah, and they'd be on the phone with me. They probably wouldn't even charge me. Life is wild, you guys, and we have to talk about this stuff if we're going to talk about getting through it and growing and being wildly successful. We just have to because it's part of it. 
And if this can't help you right now, I hope it can help you help somebody else. And uh, hey, I'm here. Just go to my website. I know that seems weird. I will hold space for you. I can promise you that. All right. I'll find something to talk about. That's funny next. We'll talk about the ritualistic date night. <laughs> what if I can make that the title of the podcast and then probably get a whole bunch of views, <laughs> downloads. All right, you guys, please. I would love so much if you subscribe, share this, if you find value in it. Let me know if there are topics that you would love for me to cover. And I'm so excited for some of the guests we have coming up. I took a break from interviews for a little bit just so that I could work on my own schedule, but I'm very excited to have some incredible people coming up in the new year. I hope that you are having an incredible holiday season if this is when you are listening. Otherwise, I just hope it's a good day. I hope it's a great month. I hope it's an amazing year. And if not, we'll get through that, okay? All right, everybody, go forth and slay. I'm going to go yell at my kids for calling each other idiots. Peace out. All right, there it is there. Thank you so much for joining us today on Level After Next podcast. Go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss anything. Or if you really don't want to have any FOMO, head over to levelafternext.org where you can catch up with all the things. Peace out. <laughs>